great day. You're listening to the podcast and I am Vivian Bell, your host, and I am indeed She Who Believes. Now, as most of you know, we celebrate you here because we believe that every single one of us is fearfully and wonderfully made, and we encourage you to stretch your faith, to step out when God speaks to you, and no matter how he does it, whether it's through your time with him when you're reading the word, or he speaks to your spirit and he makes you a promise, or he says, do this, or he gives you a vision of something, we we encourage you to just trust him and to step out as he directs you to, because the one thing I've told, I've, uh, I've shared with my children, I've shared with other people that I've learned that even if I cannot see my next step, but I'm stepping out because God told me to, and I'm following his direction, the ground itself would have to rise up and catch me to keep me from falling because God is not a liar. He can't lie. It's impossible for him to do so. So trust God, please, please, please trust God. Do not procrastinate. Do not wait. And if you are a procrastinator and if you are someone who's waited or maybe hesitated, trust this though, that God's call for your life, his decision about you does not change because it took you a little bit to get to that place where you would believe him because God already knew all of those things. And as they say, he's made accommodations for your procrastinations. Now, once we know better, we do better. We don't just sit in procrastination. We don't sit and wait. But if you should falter in that thing, it's no different than if you fell in any other way. If you made, uh, if you had a sin or an issue that was yours and you fell into that again, get back up because you fell in his hands. So there's no better place to fall than in the hands of God. So you say to him, Lord, show me what it is that I learned this time. What were you teaching me? Show me how to be better so that I can be stronger in this area. But remember, you're not just being strong for you. You're being strong for every generation to come after you, for everyone attached to you and everyone watching. And you might think I'm nobody. No one's watching me. There's always someone somewhere watching you. I remember uh, about a month ago, I had a coworker say, he goes, are you okay today? He goes, you usually come in and you say happy Friday or happy Friday Eve. And I said, you know what? You're correct. I usually do. I am just not quite awake this morning. He said, okay, I just want to make sure you're okay. I pay attention. And right in that moment, that was that ding, ding, ding reminder that someone is always watching. Now, I wasn't worried or frustrated or concerned or like, oh my, what has he seen me do? Not at all, because I know who God is. I've made a decision to serve him. I've made a decision to pray and to make that my office there a place of prayer as well. So at the end of the day, I was not afraid of what he saw, but it was a reminder that someone is always watching to remember to always let God shine through above and beyond who and what I am. So anyways, we're going to move on to our declaration. Now, for those of you who have been with us for any length of time, you know that we declare the word of God because we believe it to be true. We believe it to still be powerful. It is still as as sharp as a two-edged sword. We believe that it is for us today. Even the words that were written thousands of years ago on the pages of the Holy Bible. So we declare Luke 1 and verse 45. 
as I've expressed in the past, I believe that God allowed certain things to be blank in the Bible, or should I say vague, as when he used she or he, or they talk about a specific person in the Bible, but they don't actually give that person's name. And so I, I just believe this. Again, there's nothing written in the Bible that says this, but I believe it. Um, I believe that he allowed it so that we could, in this day and time, know that every word was written for us as his children, that we could plug our names in and know that he would do the same thing that he did for Jabez, that he did for Abraham, that he did for Paul and for all the others, Paul and Silas, even as they prayed and sung praises to him in the prison and and the ground shook and they were, all of their chains fell off. Like God wants us to know that he is still God. Our God didn't change. He didn't all of a sudden become defeated by the enemy because, oh, 2000 plus years went by. He is God forever. He is forever our God. He's forever powerful. And so we have chosen to just believe his word. So what we do in Luke 1 verse 45, um, where it says she or woman, if depending on your translation or her, um, we put our very own names. And I've even encouraged the gentlemen that follow and listen to this podcast, even though it's titled She Who Believes. This is for every single child of God who makes a choice daily to believe the word of God. Put your name in there. Put your name in there. Put your name in there. And where it says her or she in other places, and we read this scripture, put he. It applies to everyone. So hopefully by now you've found your scripture, Luke first one, Luke chapter, Luke, the book of Luke, <laughs> chapter one, verse 45. I'm reading from the English Standard Version today, and I'm going to just go ahead and insert my name. So come along with me. And here we go. And blessed is Vivian, who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. I believe God. I believe God. I believe God. I believe God. Before I came into the studio to record the podcast today, I just began to praise God and I spoke his name, Jesus, Yahweh, (laughs) Yeshua. (laughs) I spoke his name because he is God. And though he may have different titles, we call him Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Sikhanu. All of those are just words of names of God describing his abilities describing that he's our provider our healer our way maker but there is one God he hears us and when we pray to him knowing he hears us then we should believe we've got to believe that we will receive the things that we prayed about because when we are desiring to live for God and we seek him then he gives us our heart's desires he tells us what to desire He's already placed those things within us. So when you have a desire, you have a desire towards a thing, then you know that that is God. And so you can present that to him knowing he's honored it because you're lining up with his will. It is his will that you live an abundant life in every area. And yes, that means finances as well. So it's okay to go before God. I went before God this morning and said, hey, you told us to test you in Malachi. You said, bring your tithes and offering into the storehouse. And, and make sure there's meat in my house and see, won't I open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing? He said, I will open the windows so all of the windows of heaven must be open to pour out just one blessing that God wants to put on you. But that blessing, my God, will pour out to you, your children, your children's children's children. 
And oh, just think, should you raise children who also believe God, who also know that his, he is real, he's true, and then he's awesome. And they too begin to honor him with their tithes and offering. They too go before him and present his word and say, God, I'm here. You said, test, you prove you. And I'm here saying, hey, this is your word. I've obeyed it. So even though there are times that we can come boldly as his children, even when we faltered and we've not obeyed him, but I just believe I come boldly both ways, but I just believe that when I've got some obedience behind me, oh my, all of heaven's moving for me. It's moving for you too. You, my sister, my brother, all of heaven's waiting to move for you. Be bold, trust God, trust the words he's given you and choose to believe him today. So the title of this week's podcast is The Choices We Make. Ah, The Choices We Make. Well, I'm going to read my first scripture I have for you today. I'm reading this also from the English Standard Version. And it is Joshua chapter 24, verses 13 through 15. And it reads as follows. Again, reading from the English Standard Version. I gave you a land on which you have not labored and cities that you have not built and you dwell in them. You eat the fruit of vineyards and olive orchards that you did not plant. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your father served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose. Choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your fathers, whether the gods your fathers served in the region beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You see, there comes a time a point in everyone's life when we have to make a decision. We're going to decide either one way or the other. Sometimes it's hard to choose, especially when we're focused in on what we may lose. Yet whenever we're focused on what we may lose or what we think we're losing, we're never going to focus on what we should focus on which is God and what we gain by choosing him. Whenever we walk according to God's will, in the end, we are never, ever going to be the loser. You can never lose by trusting God. And I know you might be thinking this lady's crazy. I've had to walk away from everything in my life or I will have to let go of every single thing I worked hard for. But sweetheart, You can work until you are blue in the face that you worked your fingers to the bone, literally. But what you worked for fails in comparison to what God has for you. I want you to know that I do understand. You see, (laughs) I've shared with you guys before about how um, I received the the gift of speaking in tongues and um, how God poured out his spirit on me at the age of four in the back room of my grandparents' home in Safety Harbor, Florida, and how I was so afraid to tell anyone. I remember after just feeling like I was coming down off this cloud of just, 
I don't know I can't even really explain it. I felt like I was floating around the room although I know I wasn't physically floating but my spirit was in this high place and I remember when I was coming down it was just this immediate thought of oh no I know she heard me my grandmother and everyone's gonna think I'm crazy and immediately the Lord spoke to me and after he said you're not crazy and they're not going to think you're crazy. My grandmother heard me, but she never said a word to anyone. Not one word our entire lives did she tell anyone what happened. I used to think it was because she was ashamed. And she was protecting me so that they wouldn't call me crazy because they always called her crazy. And maybe that was the case. But I know now that even though that may have been the motivating factor, that my grandmother trusted God and she knew to protect me and to keep me but what I want to share with you is that from that time forward my grandmother spent time with me she made me read certain scriptures she read certain bible stories to me she made me remember them she made me write scriptures down she made me write her scriptures down when we were in church and she had this big bible one of those big family bibles I was blessed to get that bible when she passed away no one wanted it literally no one wanted it by the time I got back to where my grandmother was and where she had passed away um people had gone through everything um but all the things that they thought to be junk were my values <laughs> they were the things that were I was so blessed by they'd gone through my grandmother had collected jewelry she always did she liked jewelry it didn't matter if it was cheap or expensive she liked it she liked to wear hats and she dressed very nice and she was classy and I love that about my grandmother but there was this thing full of uh, what seemed to be junk jewelry they had tangled it all up and it was a mess but I knew I was supposed to take it I felt it in my spirit take it take those things and um as I got them, what I ended up getting was actually a jewelry box that my grandpa had given my grandma. Looks like junk, but on it, it was a Bible verse on the top of one. And inside of it was a bunch of things tangled up. But inside was a necklace that my that we had actually bought my grandmother as children that she had kept. It was a gold necklace that had a Bible on the end and a cross. And um, she kept that and I got to receive that. And But then what I got to keep was her Bible, that family Bible that had, that by that time had been torn at the seams and that she had taped back with that gray duct tape. And it looked a mess. I won't lie. It's hideous. But inside of it, it, re- it reminded me of all those times that she poured into me. But inside of it, I was even more blessed because I found script um, um, sermon notes that I had written for her. On, on Sundays which well, then when I had great handwriting which I, I, I'll have it again bless God um, uh, sh- sh- there were all the scriptures that I had written for her and she had kept all those things so they meant as much to her as they do to me this day so she poured into me all these different scriptures and she poured into me all these different things and you're thinking okay but you got all that I'm giving up all this great stuff what are you going to tell me that you gave up I gave up everything because when I, as I continued to, God continued to speak to me, it was in a place where um, I was raised that the Holy Spirit wasn't real. They told us that speaking in tongues was not real. They told us that you could no longer lay hands on people and see them healed and delivered. They told us that all those things were lies and anyone who spoke about those things were not telling the truth. Um, they would only preach up to a certain part in the scripture. 
but then I would continue reading and God would speak to me. He says, but you will tell my people this. And I would cry in services. And I would always get certain people after church come to me and say, oh, you're going to be such a great Christian or you're going to be such a great soul winner for the Lord. We see how the word touches you and um, we see this and we see that. And they would say to me, oh, you're so awesome and you're so great. But I cried because as God continued to speak to me, I knew that there would be no way that I could stay in that same place and fulfill what God was speaking to me. But because he was speaking to me, I knew that those things had to pan out just the way he said. So when I walked away from that particular um, denomination, to just honestly find where God wanted me to be, to be in a place where they spoke about apostolic faith and power. Um, I gave up a lot. I gave up family um, to the point of where my own parents would tell my children I was going to be lost. And um, just saying basically I was teaching false doctrine and on and on and on. And I had literally favorite aunts and other people literally attack me on Facebook when I would speak and just say uh, happy birthday to Jesus because it was Christmas and although we don't know exactly the day Jesus was born but I decided I would celebrate his birth because without his birth there would be no death burial or resurrection and that there was no harm in celebrating the birth of Jesus because his birth was prophesied it took place it happened but long story short I lost a lot but what I lost will never, it will always fail in comparison to what I gained. So I share this with you that as you might believe that you are losing a thing, I am here to tell you, to let you know that you never, ever take a loss when you're being obedient to God. So my story is, if my story isn't enough, I'm going to share with you some more scripture. The next um, verse, um, verses I'm going to share with you is going to be Mark chapter 10 and I will be reading to you verse 28 through 31 again this is the English standard version and verse number 28 reads as follows Peter began to say to him see we have left everything and followed you Jesus said truly I say to you there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last will be first. Now we move over to Luke chapter 18. And we're going to start reading at verse 29. And verse 29, we're going to read verse 29 through 30. And there it reads, and he said to them, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or wife, or brothers, or parents, or children, for the sake of the kingdom, who will not receive many times more in this time, and in the age to come, eternal life. And one more time, we're going to go to Matthew, Matthew 
chapter 19. I will be reading verses 27 through 30. Again, the English Standard Version. Then Peter said in reply, See, oh, actually, I've got to go back to the verse ahead of that. Thank you, Lord. My God. Verse number 26. But Jesus looked at them and said, With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Then Peter said in reply, See, we have left everything and followed you. What then will we have? Hmm. I know that there are many of you who are saying, Lord, I'm willing to come, but what am I going to have? What What's in this for me? Because I'm losing everything to follow you. But today I believe Jesus answers you just as he did Peter. And Jesus said to them, truly I say to you in the new world, when the son of man will sit on his glorious throne, you will have followed me. You who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel and everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for my name's sake will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last will be first. You see, what I found is that the deception of the enemy has always been that we are missing out on something. But this is not true. You are more than enough and God has given you everything you will need and you're not lacking anything and you will not lack anything. I say this is the enemy's tool because he used it in the beginning of time. He used this very same lie with Adam and Eve. He told them, God's holding out on you. God's lying to you. He's been lying to us that same way. You're not enough. You're going to lose out. You won't be able to provide for your family. You're having to pay your bills late. Before you started serving God, you made so much money. On and on and on and on the lies go. And you might think there's truth in that. Well, there's facts in that. The truth is God's word. Is that no man or woman has given up anything for the namesake of Christ, for the kingdom or, or before being, being obedient to God that he is not going to restore unto you in this life and the one to come in abundant measure. So make a choice today. I pray your choice will be to serve God. I pray your choice will be to look procrastination and defeat in the face and say, my God is bigger than you. I pray you'll look at every single thing that you think that you're losing and decide that it fails in comparison to what God has for you. I want you to know I'm going to be praying for you, praying for you that you will know and see that you're already victorious in our God and with him, there's never a loss. Be encouraged, trust the word of God and continue to walk by faith and not by sight. Until next time, I am Vivian Bell, your host, and this is the podcast, She Who Believes.